All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the uh, second of our Rugby World Cup warm-up warm-up pods. And for the first time in a long time, I'm happy to say I am joined by both Ed and Mikey. How are you doing, boys? Woo-woo. Good. I'm a tired new dad, but I don't think that's uh, a new thing for anyone yeah. to hear. <laughs> Yeah, as yeah. The, those of you who listened in uh, last time will be aware, Ed is now the proud father of Forrest. Uh, you are sounding relatively alert, but is this adrenaline or have you just had a nap or something? <laughs> um, I just had a coffee, um, not long eating t- tea, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited and uh, I will probably crash in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Fantastic. How about you, Mike? How are you doing, Bert? <laughs> Yeah, not bad, not bad. That's a on on the um, fathering aspect of her. Had a pretty busy weekend so far with the, with the little one. Uh, she's old enough uh, now. More trampoline parks and uh... today, 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 in fact, yes, no, no cataclysmic oh, wow. injuries <laughs> from a trampoline park today. We'll come to that again, I suppose. But um, over the weekend, just passed I, I, I in the village. Your, uh... Sorry, go on, Mikey. Over the weekend, now we've. Uh, we have an annual horticulture show and um there's a children's right. section of course like and um little and she ended a few combinations and um come away with two firsts and three seconds and uh five medals in total for like crafty things like sort of making cakes and biscuits and, oh, posters and, a, and, a, and a garden on a plate like so yeah she's um she done all right like and uh oh, quid uh in prize money so that's going to go in the pot for holiday spends coming up Fantastic, but yeah, definitely oh, that's them. brilliant. De- definitely one of them dad moments. I'm not crying, you were crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, your, your, um, your trampoline technique must be going pretty good now, Mikey. You're, uh, um, I've, I, be, uh... I've, I've gone from two feet to bouncing from one foot to the other. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're moving endurance trampoline half feet now. It's, it's, get, it's, it's getting that way. It's going to go, um, like going, going, in the one we was in today, there's uh, sort of the big white Olympic trampolines. I, I've been oh. wasting on rugby all this time, so uh, I'm going for trampoline in now. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, I'd better do the admin. You can find us on Elon Musk's X at FL Rugby Pod. You can find me. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. Ed, you're still lurking? Uh, still lurking. Uh, uh, Eddie Rugby E double I don't if you can find it. There's not much going on there. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Mikey Boy? Again, I've written it down. It's uh, Mikey S Harris or lowercase, and I don't know if it matters. Someone's got to tell me, please. I've asked. I've asked every time, every every part I've asked, and nobody's <laughs> told me. Even even think, Elon um, Musk himself. Let's tag him in the hat him and tell him, ask him, does it matter? Does it matter? <laughs> the world of podcast, rugby podcaster needs to know, does it matter? If um, if Elon Musk were to support a rugby team, oh, who do you think it would be? Saracens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't disagree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, there we are. There we are. This is a new feature segment. Celebrity. Oh, my God. It's called the Stone X Stadium, isn't it? It is. That's right. Oh. <gasps> There we are. Yeah. Confirmed. See? Yeah. Just got to drop. Exactly. Just got to drop the stone, and it'll just be the X Stadium, or X. Well, no, see, because it's 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 the X suite of branding, isn't it? Because there's SpaceX, you know, there's X, and you know, now all you've, oh. now, now all we need is Stone X. It, it was there all along. It was hidden in plain sight. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it's, 
if that doesn't get us uh, more listeners, I don't know what will. I think we're we're unraveling in time as we speak. Exactly. Um, We did plan to do a sort of preview part of Saturday's game and a minor recap of the previous Saturday's game, but uh, life conspired against us on Friday night. So we're going to sort of do an overall recap of the Wales-England series um, and look ahead to South Africa today. And I thought it'd be a good place to start if we just sort of compared the units of the teams that took the field in the respective matches yeah, and sort of discuss which we thought gave a better account of itself uh, and then any changes we'd make after that. So shall we start? Should we start in the pack again? Yeah. 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 Okay, so two front rows, completely different front rows. Uh, in Cardiff, you had Domachowski, Elias, and Aserati. And at Twickenham, you had Henry Thomas, Derry Lake, and Tom Francis. I'll start with you, Mikey. Who do you think gave the... Who was the more coherent unit for you? Can we really consider Elias? Yeah, it's a good point. Because <laughs> um, he, he played, what, 10 minutes, if, if that? Uh, but, but, but I suppose... Yes, just before being replaced by D. So, I mean, if you want to yeah. go straight into D rather than Elias, then th- that's... Th- There's probably more value in D, I think. I think watching both D and Elias... Uh, sorry, D and... Um, and again, I mean, same with, with, with Derry Lake. Can we really comment on Derry Lake? Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, well, he, he almost got to the half-hour mark, I suppose. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's probably enough to sink our teeth into there. Um, um, yeah. I know a lot of people have been critical about the line-up. No, I don't think, I was, uh, I don't think I, that's the hooker's fault, I'll be honest. The darts were fine all day. It's just the jumpers. But that's, I, I, I suppose we're going to the second rows later. Like, but, uh, yeah, I think yeah. Ozzy and Dorma can, can feel they did themselves a fair justice coming up against some season props in England. Then, they, obviously, they, they, I think they were sort of probably. I don't want to say outplayed, but sort of like they were out, outgunned almost by their opposite numbers, yeah. respectively. But I think they give a fair account of themselves. As uh, Domachowski was around the park like he had been for Cardiff, and I think it was refreshing to see a prop like that. You're looking back at sort of Rob Evans to be with for to, to see a prop like that. To get around the park with ball in hand as, yeah. as well as scrummaging, and then sort of to, to have for West's uh, finest, yeah. didn't he? I've always wanted to meet a prop like that on the way down. I think I, I think I'm going to do it. You're going to become fixture secretary yeah. as well and try to arrange yeah, a picture. Do yeah. I don't know if he'll be paying for the seconds <laughs> as well. Oh, well, he probably does have to play his way into contention for the first. Probably does. Yeah, we've all had to go through the same sort of yeah, like rigmarole, yeah. And um, I suppose to, yeah. to, to compare to this week, with, I got to say, I've forgotten who the props were this week. Was it uh, uh, Henry did... Thomas and Tom Francis? Was it? It wasn't Henry Thomas. It Ooh. was um, oh god, uh, Gareth Thomas. Sorry, oh, Gareth yeah. Thomas. Oh, yeah. Again, I think he didn't have his finest game at Lucid. He got found out quite a bit, but then, I... and then Tom Francis tried a bit around the park and did did left a few handling errors, but I think. The scrum itself was a bit of an issue. Go on, Ed. What do you reckon? Uh, I think I agree with a lot of you said. I don't think. I think Elias is, you know, third, probably fourth, fourth choice now, even behind um, Sam yeah. Parry for a for mm. a, a three. Well, for me and you anyway, Mikey. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think I think the weakest props I've seen at the moment play are Dylan Lewis 
um, uh, Matthias, even though I thought he was he was quite refreshing. I just think you know we just I haven't seen enough of him to no. know where I'd put him in the pecking order. And I suppose because because uh, of that he's right down there. Yeah, I will say, didn't Dylan Lewis absolutely smoke? Uh, Genge in the scrum towards the end. See, see Dylan Lewis, right? He's almost got the tag of the sub, the, the sub prop coming on to do yeah. that twenty-minute yeah. job. Yeah, and I, I like the look of him coming on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, I used to hold him quite hmm. highly, but um, I don't know the last couple of appearances I've I've seen from for Wales. Whether I've just got a bit of bias against him but um <laughs> i just felt like uh i felt like i'm more excited about the prospect of um uh, the other props in that jersey mm. like henry thomas didn't do so bad either the other day coming on but, but henry thomas you need no he was very mm. good i thought and, but he needs i, I he, thought see during this sorry i thought during this match that i would try my best you know, i was watching on tv i knew that we'd be podcasting i thought right this i know it's wales england but i'm gonna try and keep a lid on it oh, and i really didn't watch what's going on but by the time the replacement <laughs> props were on, I was losing my shit. Yeah. Like, so yeah. like yeah. I, I, I find it really hard to like form coherent ideas on who's done mm. what. Uh, so I'm really going on my gut with these. It's like I know, I know what I said previously. Like, sort of, I think that Wales would win the home game and lose the away game. But by God, by the end of it, I was thinking, my God, they can do a double. Yeah, oh, again, I mean, when Thomas that, really scored the, the try, yeah, when when Thomas scored the mm. try. And they were under twelve. I thought, oh, you'll be bloody goal. Like, there's, there's no way back now. Yeah, I really, I really thought, I, I thought that was it. That mm. was the sort of final nail for for England, and that was that was a sort of ceiling a win. And, yeah. and to be fair, they they did galvanise at that point, which a Norway teams would have done. Yeah, no, a, a full a full fizz in fifteen would would have put about four tries in that period where they were down to twelve. Take nothing away from mm. the players that were on yeah. there, but like if you if you would put yeah. put a George North in a Zamet, um, yeah, for example, you know some some players maybe with a bit more experience. I mean, if, who could be marshaled a bit better? I think there were four tries left wanting probably in that period. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I think the other thing is like the one way a twelve man team is going to score against you is a rolling mall off a line out yeah and we just gifted them that and I, I when when the mall was rolling i kind of thought to myself all right just let them push it over in the corner and get the ball back down there half of the pitch and don't give away a yellow card don't give away a penalty try mm. just mm. suck it up and get back down there you know you've got eight more minutes with no players <laughs> and yeah the game management that point, i thought became really quite poor mm. Um, I do have to say, Sam Parry's wheels, though. Jesus mm. Christ, oh, that break God. he made. <laughs> that break, fucking hell, it was glorious. Yeah, I, I, I think he should I, get the Scott Gibbs-esque tag. I, I didn't know who it was at first. I mean, like, I, I saw this guy running. I was like, who is this guy? I was like, oh, shit, it's Sam Parry. Who was that man there? <laughs> is there a seagull? Is there a helicopter? <laughs> Bloody hell, it's Sam Parry. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I've never seen anything like it. I, I, I always thought he was going to score. Like, I, if I was Sam at that point, I'd have kicked that, kicked the head, and chased Will Kemp. Yeah, <laughs> I just take your moment, Sam. Just think, like, fucking, oh, I've made, I've made a line breaker. Twickenham. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just go yeah. for this now. 
I guess um, the only for, uh, front row forward we haven't covered in this chart then was uh, Kemsley Mathias, who uh, would have come on for Gareth Thomas. Because like, didn't yeah. uh, Thomas get injured quite early on as well? Or have I made uh, that up? I like, no, no. Um, Kemsley came on in the second half. Yeah, with the, with the raft uh, of other subs. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought he did great. Uh, I think um, I think he gave away one penalty for oh, I think it was an open play penalty rather than a scrum penalty. I can't remember now, but um, from what I saw, I thought, yeah, uh, he does seem to have something about him that I'm looking forward to seeing more of in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you spot on. on there, there, I think think yeah, I think it's Ed spot on. They're saying about looking forward to seeing seeing him in the future. I don't think he's been able to achieve enough for the World Cup mm-hmm. but given, no, given the next four years you, you could get 30 40 caps like do you know what I mean quite reasonably I mean competing with like Nicky Smith uh, Domachowski and um, Gareth Thomas like he could put himself in there and if he can do a job like then he's he's in, he's in that frame like isn't he yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, it's it's funny, isn't it? Like, I, I always feel like in Wales, we're sort of short on props, maybe, but I feel like there, there is a reasonable crop coming through. Maybe not worldies, but solid enough guys, like. And then you sort of yeah. can look at the guys like, outside I, of that squad of the mini. Hmm. Oh, I yeah. Kari? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel, I feel like Carrie's days are over. Reese Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you boys laugh. We... You watch now over the next four years. He'll be 76 <laughs> by then, won't he? <laughs> Prime uh, Elvis impre- impersonator. T- t- um, yeah, he's he's going to be retiring down his yeah. caravan in Porth Call and go to the festival. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's got no thoughts of playing uh, prop for Wales. Can, can you imagine when it's not a case of if it's a case of when right? when he scores under the sticks to win a game for Wales in the Six Nations against England on the final day that's that's where it's going and then <laughs> this, you, they all have these songs it sounds so specific I feel like it, <laughs> it, it sounds so specific it feels like yeah. a dream you must have had several times <laughs> oh I tw- twice twice already it's, you know they really score and they have these sort of like you know wrestlers entrance music for scoring music you ain't nothing but a hound dog I can see it but um, shall we shall we jump onto the locks then so so in card if we had um, Dav Jenkins and Will Rowlands now Dav left the field injured didn't he and from what I can gather nobody's really sure if he's going to feature next week um, and then in Twickenham, we had Davis and Beard. I mean, yeah, which of those two pairings were you guys happy with? Maybe let's start with Ed. Uh, hands down, Dav and Rollins. And like that's my that's my lock pairing going into the World Cup. Um, I think uh, Adam Beard has played himself off the plane, in my opinion. He was... He was awful on Saturday, uh, and like his decision making once he became captain seemed to just be non-existent. And uh, obviously, the lineup 
the lineout was falling apart. There was a few, I don't know if you noticed, but there was quite a few lineouts where the hooker was looking confused by the call, like by yeah. the fact that no one had jumped or that they jumped in the wrong place. And he was like, you know, I've thrown it where I was told to throw it. But <laughs> yeah, the lineout was, that's probably the worst lineout I've seen in recent years. Was was on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, uh, even from a non-technical point of view, I just noticed that people weren't getting up. Even mm. like they were over, like and like you don't uh, those overthrows. I think were as a result of there not being anyone in the air. I mean, can, is that something you would agree with, Mikey? Yeah, there was. I agree with everything Ed said. But they like sort of the, the totally show of comms, and it's it's not for the hooker to be making them comms. The the hooker is listens to the calls and that's where he puts it and you know like all the throws were the same regardless of the hook who was on there the same thing was happening so mm. I don't think it's an issue with the darts it's an issue with who's calling and uh, Sam Oberlin said the same in um, comms on the game on the game and um, uh, when they were discussing this the, the matter of round the wheels and he was like yeah no it's, it's, it's all the comms it's all the call because yeah, no, you can make them as complicated as you like, or you can make them as simple as you like. I mean, I've been involved in lineouts where you just give a nod, or been involved mm-hmm. in lineouts where you say in words, letters, numbers, colours, and they all mean yeah. something different. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And all, all, all this bloody movement back, forward, up, down, in, and out, and whatever. Why wasn't it just as simple as up, down, and get up to the nine? Why, why can't it be that simple? Like, it's, it's, it's not a difficult process, but it seemed to make it be made difficult by by the call. I, I'd like to think that if, um, yeah, like a, a, I, I'd like to feel like, and I, I've got no idea if this is the case or not, that, but if a pro team notices its lineup is going awry on the day, they can revert back to a simpler call. So like if the call has yeah. become over, overly complicated or confused, you can say, all right, fall back position. Just go and have a whisper to each other and throw it to the front, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and do it that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, that aside, how do you think they went around the park? Because like, I, I, I don't feel like, like you know, I don't like to pick on Beard, and I, I, I don't feel like I noticed Davis very much, but I will say Will Rowlands, he just is a bit of a presence on the pitch. I think. Yeah, yeah, he, I, yeah, he's all over the place, Rowlands, and like. Mm. Even yeah. Dav Jenkins, you know, you were seeing at rucks and hitting rucks, and like, I, I did, I did feel like I saw more of Davis than than um, Beard on Saturday, mm. uh, and he seemed to be much more of an aggressive lock than than Beard, uh, and that's fine because you know you've got you're going to have your own roles around the pitch, but then I just think the roles that yeah, not not a neg on him anymore, but just like. He didn't seem to make up for the lack of aggression in the other areas, and I think I guess another yeah, thing yeah, is maybe like his his captaincy mm. position. I I don't know, like when he was made captain on the field, I thought he was getting a bit like petulant almost, like with the ref. I don't know. He, mm. I don't think they developed a good relationship. No, it's it's difficult. Like when you you put in a position where like. When you're the captain and you call the lineouts, and the lineouts haven't been going very well all day, mm-hmm. and then to take on that additional responsibility of being captain, it's like you've always got to try and fix it for the team from mm-hmm. from that position. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, I come back to what you said earlier, Ed, about 
Beard calling himself out, I think, pushing himself off the plane. I think you're, you're, you're spot on there. Do we know how many locks were getting taken? Would it be like four or five? It's a, it's a 33 I'd probably say four with Chunza playing the sort of like. Oh, that's the reason I brought this up is because like Shunza is just I don't know man I just don't, don't think I've seen enough from him in either game to yeah I mean if, if we go on to the bench options for, for Locke at this point then so we had Carter and Cardiff and Shunza in Twickenham I, I did notice one particularly fancy sort of one-handed offload from Shunza at Twickenham but ultimately yeah. that's not necessarily what you want from your Locke no, it's like I mean, going go back to like Ed, what you were saying about uh, Reese Davis. Like, you think you need balance in the second row. Like, a second row is gonna gonna graft. Like, like we all seen Bradley Davis doing the hard, tough graft around the breakdown. And then, mm-hmm. so like when he was buttied up with Alan Wynn in a row, Alan Wynn was the sort of like more the handsy kind of sort of, you know, you t- take a runner off 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 nine off ten and and, and be around the park in that sense. Like, so. I, yeah. I definitely see Reese Davis playing that 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 Rockham Sockham kind of second row, and then Will Rowlands playing that sort of like around the park grafting in our sense, like so. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of time for Shinza to come good as well. You know, he's he's still young, yeah. and I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. A, maybe it's upsetting and a bit of a shame that he's not progressed at the level as maybe Dav Jenkins has at the, at the same sort of rate because. I don't think we're having similar conversations about whether or not Dav is in national quality yet. Um, no, or is it? Is it we haven't seen enough film to discuss? Quite possibly. I just wonder if it's if it's too much of um, a pedestal that like oh, I. comparing the two, Shinzo was kind of like put on this huge pedestal, whereas Dav Jenkins was kind of allowed to creep in under the radar. And yeah. so yeah. I think it, it's it's a, a nature of the beast with like mm. when you give a high profile to a player that um, all of a sudden these expectations start um, being put on them. And then you, you like, even though he's probably been fine and done what he needs to do because yeah. you are expecting more, you're almost disappointed that they they they're just fine. Yeah, and as a supporter, like isn't that just horrible that we're already gauging opinions of players in yeah. this sense? So like, you know, oh, why I, isn't yeah, he, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> why, why isn't he like you know, Christ to the redeemer for the want of a better word? Yeah, like, yeah, what, not what, totally. Like, I mean, he, yeah, like we do do this quite a lot in Wales. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, there aren't many locks who are tearing up trees in their early twenties. Yeah. No, exactly. And you, you even you do you do think like if you think of lock, mm. it's generally a mature player's role. Yeah. And like we say, but, he but still like, is like I suppose early twenties, like you know. I, I suppose like you, you look back to when Ian Evans and Alan Wynn come on the scene, they kind of come on the scene together. Yeah both as a pair of young second ropes mm-hmm. and was able to sort of come through yeah. together. But now we sort of like, there's a little bit of a disparity in the second row. I mean, like Dav Jenkins coming in, zero caps. Bradley, um, Ali, mm-hmm. um, oh, Christ runs a second row, back row. We, do we know really you know, very few caps before this World Cup warm up? And then you've got like Reese Davis, you know, one cap in the autumns previous. And then Adam Beard, yeah. with, who is the senior second row. And mm-hmm. you know, 
has Adam Beard really been able to hold the position of the senior second row? I think it's weighed on him. Like he was as a young upstart in in 2019, he was shit hot. Uh, and yeah, I think becoming a senior established like four years have gone by since then. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, I, I, it's some something's not quite right there. And maybe maybe he peaked early in his career, and now he's sort of this is just actually his level. Well, yeah, and and I suppose with that, he's always been partnered with Alan Wynn. Then essentially. Mm. He's always going to get paid That's to Alan point. Wynn and be in the shadow of Alan Wynn, although he's playing in the same games as Alan Wynn. That's really not, funny that is because, a good like, point, actually. You know, yeah. mm. Right. Uh, so, do, 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 do. yeah, so if we take a look, I know we've talked about Shins quite a lot at Locke. Uh, he did also play in the back row alongside Jack Morgan and Wayne Wright in Cardiff. Um, I think he's less of a six international than he was a lock. Um, and then we had Lydia Dreffel and Plumtree in Twickenham. I want to start with Plumtree. Doesn't actually strike me as much of an eight. No. No. There was all this talk made about him being, you know, a, an across the board back rower. Um, but it was almost like chalk and cheese's two performances. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought uh, he was amazing when he came on in Cardiff but just I don't know if he was just continuing to try too much in England albeit for a, one of the best 50-22s we've probably seen that's true that <laughs> from, is true. from a number 8 no, whatever you do do not let that haze you right don't let that 50-22 haze you <laughs> no what do you have I think so, oh, go on. What he hasn't done, see, he hasn't struggled in Newport for most of his career at the back of a retreating scrum, which is, you know, why Farlato and Wainwright are quite effective for Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Plumtree was like, wait a minute, scrums are supposed to go forward, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'd bash him. He's yeah. a, uh, he's, so, he's... Go on, Mikey, I think we got a little bit of a delay, so uh, yeah, oh. I, sometimes we're talking over you. Sorry. But yeah, you, you crack on, sorry, you make, make your point. Um, yeah, Basham was great off the back of the off the back of it, and um, I think going on going on to um, uh, Plumtree. I know it's like we don't want to poo poo a player like, but I mean there was a, we chatted previously around sort of like the the, the conditions of the stream coming over, you know, being put in the squad, and now he's had two caps to his name. I think mm-hmm. like is it. Was it too much too soon? Should he have had a season playing in Wales before you actually had a look at him internationally to, to get a feel for the game in Wales? Because like, I, I feel I was sort of much in the same way as Nick Tompkins. You know, he come across the border to have a feel for the game in Wales because he had to. He was looked on in the Dragons as, yeah. as, as a senior, as a senior, as the captain internationally in the back in, in the back division there. Not mm-hmm. making great strides. Maybe he wasn't in the best back line, but... Yeah. When you're that kind of player, you've got to play up. Like, and, we, and he's coming from Super Rugby, which is acclaimed to be one of the the, the best rugby rugby competitions in the world. And coming from the NPC as well, you know, which which is littered with All Blacks. We come up, come up against yeah. good competitions. Should have had good um, a good level of experience against them sorts of players. But you know, making that step to international rugby seems to be the same in New Zealand as it is in, as it is in Wales. So what you're saying is he, we basically need to send, the WIU need to send him to the team with the weakest scrum for a year 
and just yes. having playing off scrappy boards get used yes. to that. I've got it. Yeah. I, I, yes. I'm with you actually. <laughs> it's, it's, it's how we break in the, 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 the brush and the mold. Yeah. We bre- actually break them. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ed, if um, if you weren't half asleep during the match, but, uh, you know, fatherhood being what it is, uh, a word on Lydia and Raffle. If... Um, it was. Uh, uh, I I think I like I'm in the minority here, but I just still don't know what Raffle is offering to the team because okay. I feel like. Um, there was that one one penalty which Sam claimed was harsh, but like he clearly went beyond the ball and onto his hands, yeah. and then sort of clawed back. Sam and would I'm have like, claimed that was harsh, harsh when he was playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Um, but uh, yeah, Raffle like when Raffle did that, and then I was just like, well, you should, you know, he's kind of come into this as like a turnover specialist, and. And just not seeing that from him, and um, I think he was, you know, he had a couple of decent bit, bits in the loose, and um, you know, uh, and so on, and um, and then to Lydia, like I think I, he was relatively anonymous in that, but then I don't know, is like, is that a good thing for a, for a you know an old Lydia, or is that mm. a bad thing that we we should see more from him? I I did like, not. I'm not too, too sure where I stand on that. I did notice a couple of trademark Lydia chops in the first half. Uh, mm. He was going for the he was going for the ankles, but I don't know if he can keep that up for eighty minutes anymore. See, and, no, and, and, and he's not a player to come off the bench either. Really, I don't think. I think he's. Past I don't that. think so. He's not a game changer. He, no. he's, well, he's the sort of player to come off the bench if we're confident we can run away with it, and then we need to like see a game out. Uh, you say Port- I don't think you we're say Portugal have- and Georgia. Possibly, but I, I don't know if we're ever going to have that luxury in Wales. You know, I, like at least not in the sort of near future. Yep. And I guess that leaves us uh, Jack Morgan and Aaron Wainwright to talk about. Then um, I, I thought Jack has been the standout player of the series so far for Wales. Yeah, totally agree. I think yeah, he very clo- closely followed by Wainwright. I thought. Yeah. Mm. Possibly one of Wayne Wright's best game for, games for Wales uh, last week. I, I yeah. still see him Is as a six. I, I still see Wayne Wright as a six more than an eight. But what a hell of a job I, he did I at think eight. In these, I think in the emergency situations, that is when when Farlato isn't available, he's he's serviceable at eight. Yeah, yeah. More I agree. more so than Plumtree. Yeah, but I suppose then it's finding a six to do the Wainwright kind of graft yeah. because Wainwright isn't there doing his job at six, which we know all about. He's there doing Wainwright's yeah. job at eight. So yeah. It's like, like just having a, what, what having kind a of six face and getting people sent off. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, some sort of grisly, gnarly, sort of bloody Richard Hill kind yeah. of six. Like. <laughs> I don't know about that. Comparison. <laughs> He's, wasn't Richard well, Hill a forbidden love once on this very show? <laughs> I think he was, yeah. He was, yeah. Wasn't, was, wasn't but, it like a, a, a writing? Yeah, yeah I think well. it was. It was yeah, a writing, one yeah. of the submissions, I. Okay. Well, one of our listeners will be pleased with that comparison, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and we've covered Plumtree and Bash, and we've come off the bench here, and we. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gatlin's, to be fair, being true to his word here, hasn't he? He's, he's rotated, he's tried out yep. combinations. 
And I think in doing so, actually, even though it's only been two games, I think we're starting to see a picture of who's so. going to make it and who isn't. Yeah. All right, let's go into the backs then. So I believe Hardy was meant to start this game um, or at least be on the bench. Uh, but in what happened then was Thomas Williams came in and placed him and Gareth Davis ended up on the bench. Uh, and then in the Cardiff game, Gareth Davis started and Williams on the bench. So, I mean, of the two, do we are we any clearer on who's the better option? I really um, like to look at Gareth no. Davis. I mean, I've been liking to look at Gareth Davis. I think Thomas Williams on the weekend didn't have a, his best all round of games, a few handling errors, a couple of knock ons. Probably that wasn't necessarily his fault. But I think for the more complete and more composed game, I think Gareth Davis has, has probably edged it. They um they both scored a scrum half try, didn't they? Just being on the shoulder mm. of the uh Yeah. <laughs> of the of the runaway train in broken play. Um I I don't think there's a lot between them actually at the minute. I I I'd be happy with either. It's a shame we didn't get to see Hardy because I, I feel like sometimes he, I don't know, I just get good feelings about Hardy playing against England for some reason. I feel like I got good memories he's, of it from some. He's like a he's like a reset button for sort of for the snipey nine we want for the sort of for yeah. a, a young Reese Webb kind of thing who was who would snipe, who would get around and who will see a gap and go for it. I think that's kind of what we what Wales needs because there's nines coming behind him like Ruben Morgan Williams with that kind of player mm. and um, yeah I'd forgotten all about uh, RMW and uh, what's his name um, just gone to the uh, Dane Blacker as well I mean if you're looking at mm-hmm. three nines going forward some would say like you know you they're, they're three uh, I've, I've forgotten the names already Ruben Morgan Williams um Blacker. It's got Blacker, that's him. Yeah, cheers. And um and Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I expect there'll be some people we haven't really heard about either coming through. I mean, I like the look of Ellis Bevan at Cardiff. I think he's gonna be a big strong nine in a sort yeah. of Phillips mold. Um I'd like to see it. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we've got a Jamie Hill coming through as well. Which uh yeah. It's quite exciting. But yeah, I, I don't think we've learned anything new about Gareth or Thomas over the last two weeks. No. Other than Gareth just fucking loves playing at rugby World Cups. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> he does love it. He just like, it's just like his rugby brain goes into hibernation between World Cups. <laughs> and that's you know when he just starts doing these stupid, stupid things. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, go on waterboard me, Gatland. Waterboard me. Make me run up that hill in Switzerland. Get me on that plane. <laughs> Unlock the rugby brain. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, I'll take that every four years for the next twelve. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, right then. I'm moving on to fly half. I mean, we've seen Costello, Owen Williams, and Dan Bigger in various combinations. It's for me, Bigger's the form ten out of those three. He seems fired up. Yeah, yeah, yep. um, yeah. Uh, no, 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 second for me, <laughs> Owen Williams. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he was a bit found out on Saturday, and um, I think he plays the game with a lot of confidence. He, Owen Williams seems to play the game at a different pace, like a 
a slower game and he controls the game with his lack of pace. And I, I mean pace in the sense of like speed with the ball rather than sort of like, you know, speed speed across ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He seems to be sort of yeah. like you watch him for the Ospreys. Like, and it's, it's like, it's not that it seems, it's, it's like he, he, he has time on the ball, but like he takes time on the ball. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. There's, there's not a lot of fizz and zip, is there? It's, yeah, he is methodical, taking all the time he needs to make. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I think Which, there's a place. I think Gatlin will. But if he could execute the thoughts a bit quicker, yeah, like half a second quicker, he's, you know, he's a worldie. Yeah, similarly with Henson when he played ten, he took all the time he he wanted, rightly yeah. or wrongly. <laughs> I was but, still thinking, like, you rude, rude man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I feel Owen Williams is in that same kind of territory, which I suppose, hmm. what, what, why maybe as a playmaking 12, he may fit in Gatland's plans somewhere. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because like at 12, you, you do have a little bit more time to yeah. execute the plan almost. It's almost like uh, you, yeah, in, in basic terms. But like, you know, Owen Williams isn't, the stature of Gavin Henson. Yeah. That, that, yeah, of course. Big, no. big, bigger 12. That's required at this level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think Owen's going to go down as an Osprey's hero. I, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Seeing it for Wales. Um, and uh, it's tricky, isn't it? Cause like, if, if you're asking me Wales at a world cup, I just want us to go as far as we can. So I want as many sensible, <sighs> players will execute the game plan on the pitch. So I, yeah. I want your yeah, Anscombe's, your Williams's and your Biggers. But I do like Corso. Like I thought you gave a reasonable account of himself. I, I, yeah. I, I thought I he keep was... forgetting Anscombe is, is alive as well, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Costello tried to do everything. He tried a to tick bit. a lot of boxes. He, he made a few handling errors as well, didn't he? Yeah. Which really didn't help his cause. And, and, and you can understand that for his youth. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I still think he's a bit raw to go. I was about to say, I think like if this World Cup was in a year or two, I think he'd be prime. But yeah, maybe right now. Like, you know, a couple of autumn internationals under his belt, a couple of Six yeah. Nations camps under his belt. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I fully agree with that. Yeah, anything else on Costello there, Ed? Or you were... No, I, 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 I'm with you too, I think... Um... Yeah, I, I, almost like, uh, you know, could he be Finesque where he just needs to have that sort of like bit of arrogance in, inserted into him and then give him a few years in Toulon and... I, I just think Finn, <laughs> Finn was born with it. Like he's he's never... Re- like I don't think he really cares about the outcome of a match. I like that. No. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and he just, he does play with a smile on his face, doesn't he? Like, it's, like you don't see that a lot anymore. It's sickening. No, really. that's true. Yeah, disgusting. Like ban this sick filth. <laughs> uh, centers then. Um, and I go through these in oh. order of Mikey's favourite from Don't, from least to most. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Let's we we got to look at Kieran Williams, Kieran Williams, Mason Grady, uh, Max Clowellen, George North, Joe Roberts, and Nick Tompkins. Um, of, of that bunch, who's are any of them nailed on? Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Em. 
George. Grady. They can't both play boys. <laughs> George uh, okay. is going, whether we like it or not. It's quite simple. I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, yeah. he's, he, I think he's become like a quietly effective 13 somehow. Like you don't see a lot of him apart from when he pops up on the end of a move. But which I think is, he's been all right. Which, which I find reassuring because it, it, you know, not a lot is said of his defense. But like, I think it would hark back to some of the forwards, like what you don't see of him. Silly to say, what you don't see is what you don't see. But you don't see anything going wrong either. I mean, you look at the the Wales-England game in Cardiff. I mean, defensively sound. Didn't leak a trial game. Different to the weekend just gone, of course. But um, when when you see nothing breaking the line and no one's going tries, then surely the defence is sound. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I mean, like, yeah, we kept England out. And I think we did mention before that game that um, North is probably going to have to look after Llewellyn. Uh, defense from a defensive point yeah. of view, and yeah, yeah. I mean, to keep England out, that's pretty. I mean, you know, there were a lot of England handling errors, of course, but yeah, you, you can't help but think that sometimes getting up in their face and just, I mean, didn't Genge get up in? Um, oh, he, he ran up on somebody and caused us a handling error this uh, this weekend. I forget who it was now. There's a, possibly but there's a lot to be said for just getting up in the eye line and. Disrupting, mm. you know, just per per spanner in the works of a of a back move, like just going boo. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so I guess an inside center. I I, I still f- look. I'm not going to go so far as to call Nick Tompkins a bad rugby player because he obviously t- plays really well for Saracens. I don't see him. I don't see how he fits into a Welsh game plan. No, he doesn't. Uh, and I don't see why Gatlin puts a lot, enough stock in to keep selecting him for things. I've either. worked this out. He's given him no. enough rope to hang himself with. Okay? And if you look at some of that stuff, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Right? Uh, apologies to make that sort of like, you know, quite sort of obtuse analogy. But like, the the, the, the sentiment is, it's like, you know, show us what you're not doing. It's like, it's like that question mm-hmm. Gatlin answered. We had questions answered about certain players. Or whatever he said, yeah. And it's like Wales don't play uh, an offload in in tackle game, just throwing balls out, no. the, out the back door like a cast flap style, which Tompkins did. That one time, ta- one pass out of contact on Saturday went to no one. Yeah, it's an incompleted pass, and that's going and, and, and that's going to go down as as a negative. And even- I, I remember, sorry, I remember years ago. Um, it was you know the Ireland game in twenty uh, twelve the. Opening fixture of the Six Nations, which George North and Foxy had an absolute stormer, mm. and, yeah, and yes. along with Priestland. I remember one of the three after the game being interviewed and said, Oh, I, I did an offload, which led to a try, and I'm glad I did, because if it hadn't, I would have had a ball again. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there is still a lot of that in the Welsh camp where, like, you know, we, we've planned what we are going to do. We can't have Nick Tompkins just. Yeah. And, and when Nick Tompkins things. And when someone pops yeah, up pinballing yeah. around the back line. And when someone pops up and does something which isn't conducive to the way Wales plays plays. And it's not the first time. It's like you caught Nick Tompkins doing a chalk tackle in a situation where you needed to ground someone to let the back or have a go at him. Yeah. But that's not a policy Wales have yeah. ever employed, is having a chalk tackle. Because if they, if they did, yeah. we would have seen it in analysis. And we have never yeah. Wales, we, we, even you know, Sean Edwards' policy have never been 
chalk tackling. Ireland's policy, yeah, and whether that's sort of Mick McCarthy coaching in Saracens. Is it Mick McCarthy? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you, sorry. But... Mick, I'm sure Mick, because he could be a football coach, right? Or maybe he could cross, cross wires and maybe we'll, uh, I'll have a quick Google of that after I do a brace. Mark, sorry, not Mick McCarthy, Mark McCall. Apologies. Yeah, that's him, Mark McCall. <laughs> One too many orange thatches, that is. Get on, boy. And, um, it's like, you know, you, if, if, it was like when there was, there was an issue a few years ago where, like, you know, there was calls being made which were club calls, not international calls, and everyone's in this mass confusion of mm-hmm. saying, I mean, like, you said take nothing away from from the player himself. Perhaps it's not his doing, but like he's not in the, he's not in an environment where he's doing his best. And I don't think any yeah, amount of yeah. no, there's there's no amount of camps, there's no amount of training, there's no amount of pulling him aside and having a quiet yeah. word and saying do this, don't do this. Because mm-hmm. re- reading an article surrounding Nick Tompkins this past past week, like he's pretty much said, I, I like I I, I I can't say for, for verbatim, of course, like but. He's not gonna do what someone tells him to do. He's just gonna go out and do his own yeah. thing. Yeah. No, which... I, 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 I remember this sort of. Yeah, it was a, it was an interview, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, where it's he said that like, 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 he's gonna play some yeah. sort of game. Um, which, I mean, you know, which is, you, it, maybe sometimes you can't put, sometimes you can't put too much stock in those sorts of things because you know, people are just saying words to journalists, and you know, I, I don't think you really ever hear the truth. But yeah, no, I think there's something to it where Tompkins is the sort of player who is going to Tompkins. Yeah. Which, yeah, which doesn't help definitely. Wales, isn't going to help Wales. If it, if it works for Saracens, fine. But it, not yeah, at an international yeah. level. And watching him play for Saracens when the Saracens played the Ospreys, he doesn't mm. do that either. He, he, he will toe yeah. the line. Bonkers. Yeah, sure. It's weird. Um, so in a world where Johnny Williams is fit and firing, I feel like he's going to go to the World Cup, which means we need another 12. Sort of... Llewellyn, Williams, and possibly Owen Williams. So Kieran and Owen Williams. Who do you think the two twelves would end up being? Uh, I still need to see more of Kieran yeah. Williams for Wales. Like he was good in, from when he came on. Um, same with Llewellyn, really. Mm. Um, so I wonder, based on that, and with the sort of extra 10 and um, you know options Owen Williams gives you whether you would go with Owen Williams yeah it's uh, interesting I, I, I think it's really too late into the cycle to see that sorry Mike you were going to say something say, yeah. if we're looking at the centre centre selection as a whole we know Gatland likes to take players who are selectable in more than one position mm-hmm. yeah. so are we, are we seeing maybe a to look far and wide into the future, I mean, we're seeing obviously Liam and Halfpenny both being uh, Liam Williams and Halfpenny being the fullbacks. We kind of know Josh Adams and Zamit are going to go as wingers. I think the other ones, the other winger positions are open for discussion. Um, is George North then maybe going to fit in the squad as a winger? Come centre, which which gives the option to select sort of maybe to push out an Owen Williams to twelve and select a Grady as a twelve thirteen and select Kieran Williams and a another as your centre options with along with um, the likes of um, Max Llewellyn. 
It's uh, it's yeah. it's going to be super interesting to see because I think as it stands, I think Llewellyn and Kieran in in their games are both like sixes out of ten. Yeah. Like nothing spectacular, nothing, nothing shit. But, but, but again, um, they, they've had zero game time, effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. The only, the only thing you, you you watch both of them play in club level, and they're doing mm. themselves a, a justice at twelve. I mean, Kieran Williams is putting holes in defensive yeah. lines for fun, and Maxwell is cutting angles for fun. I mean, yeah. Is it too much of a risk to pick Kieran Williams, Maxwell, and Mason Grady? And George North as your centres. Yeah. Well, we'll oh, there's, there's only one person in the world who knows uh, how that's going. <laughs> yeah. Um, and before before we talk about Joe Roberts, just a quick word. Um, it turns out that the day after that match, um, his grandmother passed away. She'd been uh, suffering from cancer, uh, but she was able to hold on to see him play for Wales, which I think oh. was a. Uh, well, it must have been an emotional day for the boy. Oh, yeah, good God, of course, absolutely too right. And I, to be fair, I, yeah, hundred percent. But I, I think he, you know, they were he popped up a few times, like especially in the uh, Thomas Williams try, which, um, yeah, like I, he, he played a big part in that. And uh, I think Ed, the new text group at one point saying that Thomas should have passed it back to Joe. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you know, Dave, you and Twickenham, you make this awesome break, absolutely gas Lawrence. <laughs> give give Thomas one of the easiest tries uh, uh, of his career. I don't know, there was plenty of time for him to just pop it back inside to Joe Roberts. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think he's out of contention. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's not a superstar name. Um, he's probably not as recognisable as a name as Maxwell and, and uh, Kieran Williams at the minute. But I don't think he harmed his chances. No. No, not at all. It's like, I think um, I think he's given a, a you know a healthy headache for Gatland there. Yeah. I think, and I, I think actually, if if um, Joe Hawkins were still available, that Hawkins and Roberts would be a good partnership. I, I'd like to see that. I think they they would seem to play off each other quite well. But mm. I think I, I know like I've had some patter on Twitter, um, X, everyone, whatever you want to call it, um, about this the Joe Roberts matter. And like, mm. I mean, like, you, you look at Joe Roberts and Kieran Williams, for example. One position is more a problem than the other. Twelve is more of a headache yeah. than thirteen. I mean, George North appears mm-hmm. to be the settled selection at thirteen, and there's someone coming in behind him. And like, I think <laughs> I'm not saying just toss a coin between Mason Grady and Joe Roberts, like, but. Back in what Ed was saying about other players, I'd like to see more of Joe Roberts before I go throw my weight behind him. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Ed, is, is that sound about right to you? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, um, I, I, you know, I haven't noticed much of him in club games, and uh, I liked what I saw, but would would do want to see more. Uh, and yeah. how, how All right, we, let's. Yeah. Um, sorry, let, let's let's go into the back three then before we talk about who we'd like to see on the weekend uh, so we had Halfpenny, Zamet and Dyer in Cardiff and Liam Williams, Adams and Rogers in Twickenham I thought both fullbacks have given good accounts themselves yeah definitely yeah I mean <laughs> have they ever been if you like you know if you're picking a 33 today I mean there's two names nailed on I mean they've both done their own yeah. their own jobs really well over two games and yeah. you know, you, how would you drop one do you know what I mean 
I, I will say I, I was surprised to see Liam drop a couple of high balls. Uh, it, it might have been a bit slippery. It might have been a bit of rustiness. But it, I, I feel like the the bite and the dog was back. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he had, he had that little bit of um, edge about him again that seems to have been missing. Mm. Um, exemplified, exemplified um, when he did the um, the call the mark and then tap and go and ran straight into. Um, yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, Arundel was yep. it? I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but yeah, that that was one of the most rugby smart things <laughs> I've ever seen from uh, yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Arundel um, suffered a yellow card for his uh, troubles, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I will say that about Liam Williams is um, I notice I notice uh, a lot about him uh, with with regards to a rugby brain, and I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for him actually having quite a clever rugby mind. Because if you ever watch him, um, he's very good at doing the um, release on the floor and pick back up if he gets tackled. Mm. Like if he knows he's isolated or um, there's a chance for turnover, he's very clever, even if it just means him releasing the ball, picking it up and standing back up into a tackle. At least it's buying that for a few more seconds for defence to come. Yeah. And alongside with the weekend with the sort of, you know, tap and go and and drawing in that tackle, you know, I just think he's got a cleverer mind than I think he probably gets credit for. Yeah. I think um, I think we'll see Zamet and Adams go in. I thought they both played quite well. Yeah. Um, so out of Dyer and Tom Rogers, both playing um, left wing, who's got most cash in the bank out of those two? You'd have to suggest Dyer. Yeah, because he's Tom had, wasn't yeah. a disaster on the weekend, but yeah, nothing really happened, did it? But he suffered the same. I think he suffered a similar fate to what Rio Dyer did. He got absolutely yeah. man and uh, Tom Rogers got man handled in the same way Rio Dyer got man handled by Cock and Singer last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think I think uh, I wonder if Rogers knew that that was his chance because I feel like he tried a bit too hard in certain areas. Yeah. There was a chance where he joined the back of a more yeah. off a line out, but I, I felt like he caused. The more his 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 he was too upright in his joining, and I feel like he caused the more possibly to collapse forward. And then there was another time where he sort of just he came to a back of a ruck and picked the ball up to go. And there was no one around him, and then he got turned over. Yeah, and I just yeah. like there was one or two things that I saw that would make made me think he's just still a bit inexperienced at that level. Yeah. Well, so in the interests of yeah, getting uh getting this sort of done on time tonight. Let's quickly go through the talking points from Saturday. Um, one word reactions, you know, these will be covered to death in the media and in other podcasts. So first of all, <laughs> Owen Farrell, Mikey, give me a word on Farrell. Spewing. Spewing. <laughs> Prick. Yeah. Uh, Van Portfleet's injury out of the World Cup. That's, that's pretty bad for England, actually, isn't it? Unlucky. Yeah. Lesson. Like I, I, I think he's probably England's form nine, and yeah, that's going to be a big loss for them. Uh, Lake's injury is unknown again. This was as a result of a Farrell crock roll. I mean, went completely unnoticed. I hope I guess I did. Yeah, really, I, I do. And he goes in. Um... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, until I saw the highlights of what caused his thing. Uh, yeah, another crock roll. It's just you've got to get him out of the game. Yep. Yeah, um, 
This one is funny, but it isn't. Uh, Basham failed his HIA from Farrell's high hit, but apparently that might have been because he was being distracted by the telly in the changing rooms. He might be okay for the weekend. I hope so, because he had a real. He came on and did really well covering eight, which is something probably not too familiar with. Yeah. But if you watch Dragons like selection, they've been passing the eight around between yeah. Wainwright, Harry Keddy, and um, Basham, and you yeah. know these seem to do all right. Like. Why the hell is there a tally in the HIA room is what I want to know. Um, yeah. Plumtree's arm injury, the extent is currently unknown. Uh, we've covered Sam Parry's wheels, I think. Yeah. Uh, we've covered Gatlin saying that some players have answered questions about themselves. Um, the one thing I've been noticing in the last couple of weeks is our fake out on the Caterpillar. We've been setting up to do a box kick off the uh, back of a Caterpillar and then pass in. And it's really flummoxed. It's just, they don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. And they never will. Like, because sometimes you will do the kick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like they've got to bring themselves up into a, a, a quite close yeah. defensive line and leave the entire backfield exposed yeah. when it's just like, haha, yeah. right, off we go. And then yeah. the, the 10, 12, whoever it may be, will we'll, we'll fire it downfield or kind of, or even take, take a run at it. I mean, try and put a hole in someone that can hear yeah. a Woody on the shape hole, maybe. I don't know. No. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see if other teams start to copy this because yeah, it's such a Gatlin thing, isn't it? It's such like a little simple thing. You can't believe nobody else has thought to do the fake out before mm, yeah. and just eke a little bit of advantage out of an otherwise, well, infuriating facet of the game. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. All right, then, boys. Um, Ed, I'm aware you've, you want to shoot off um, within a reasonable amount of time. So, against South Africa... Who would you have as your back three? Uh, oh gosh, uh, I think I'd go um, Liam, uh, Liam Zamet, and Adams. Okay, how about you, Mikey? A slight change. I'd have half penny Zamet and Adams. Excellent. So uh, Zamet and Adams on the wing, then, yeah. So I've got a feeling he's going to want to see Adams at fullback. He's going to want to see Liam on the wing, and he's going to want to have a look at Cuthbert. So I'm going, mm. I think Gatlin. So, so we're doing what you want, and we're doing what I think Gatlin's going to do. Ooh, I, like I think he's going, to go, he's going to go Adams, Liam, and Cuthbert, I think. Interesting. I, Exciting uh, back three. Cuthbert, like, I, I don't know. He's going to have a look at him. He said he's... Off the, off the bench, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You set. All right. Uh, your centres, lads. Uh, Ed first. Uh, I think I would go Kieran and Grady. Interesting. How about you, Mikey? Oh, I was going to go Kieran and George. Yeah, that's fine. You're, you're allowed to disagree. That's, that's all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so your K-Wills and... Grady. Uh, uh, I'm writing this down so we can laugh each other in the thread more than anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Kieran. I think he's going to go Johnny Williams and North. Oh, God, yeah, Johnny, of course. I think if Johnny's fit, he's going to locker him. And I think he wants to give North a, a good run now going into the first yeah. game. Yeah. We need yeah. to hit the ground running. I, 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 think, I think Johnny's come off the bench. Personally, but okay. Let us discuss I've, I've this. Got, I've got thoughts, but 
I've got thoughts with this. Um, right. In a world where everybody is fit, and let's pretend we think Ganscombe is fit, who's your half-back partnership? Uh, I think um, Hardy Ganscombe. Okay. If they're fit, if they're fit, I would like to see those two. Yeah. Anscombe Davis. What are you saying, Mikey? Anscombe Davis. All right. I'm going Hardy Anscombe uh, just because he hasn't had a look at Hardy yet, assuming they're both available. But I think if not, then it's going to be Thomas Williamson bigger. Uh, right, Ed, your front row, please. Uh, oh, I wouldn't chuck. <laughs> I want to see Azarati and Domachowski again, but I, wouldn't, I don't think I would chuck them in against South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. so but that's a gallant thing I as well, mind. I would go. Uh, I think if Dowie's fit, I'd go Dowie. Um, Dowie. Oh, God. Dowie, Dowie Gareth, and Azarati. Gareth Thomas. Gareth Davis. Gareth Thomas. Oh, Gareth. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's my bad. Um, how about you, Mike? You right? Oh, I was thinking this. I, I, I was. I would go Nicky Smith, Sam Parry, and um, Tom Francis. I like the look of that. Um, so again, just Gatland, from what he said, I think he's going to want to see two props start who haven't started yet. So I think he's going to give a start to Smith and Lewis. And I think it's going to be D by default. I'm reading between the lines. I don't think Lake's making it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dokes. Uh, lock partnership then. Uh, Dad, Jenkins and s- Rollins. Okay. I want to see Rollins and then uh, Reese Davis and well, Reese Davis or Chunza. You can only pick one. <laughs> I think for his versatility, he think you've got to have like a Chunza with Reese Davis on the bench. I, w- I would uh, just like to caveat that I would really, really love to see uh, Reese Davis and Roland's part, um, lock partnership at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in putting together my Gatland 15, uh, is Carter fit? I don't remember him being injured or any, okay, in that or case, any announcement made. In that case, I'm going, he's going to give Carter a start because he hasn't yet, and he's going to pair him with Rollins. That's my thoughts. Uh, right, back row as a unit then, Mikey. Uh, sorry, Ed, Ed first. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to not include Faratau just because uh, we know he's definitely, yeah. not in, uh, definitely not available. So I think I would go Wainwright, Jack Morgan, and Plumtree. I'm three at eight, is it? Uh, seven. Jack. Oh, so Jack uh, at six. Uh, where's Jack? Where did he play against England? Seven, right? Seven. Uh, seven. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Jack, Jack at seven, Wainwright eight, and Plumtree at six. Okay. Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, I'll be you, Mikey. Well, this depends on a lot of other external factors that we have no control over. <laughs> yeah. Jack Morgan is the seven. Um, yeah. Then, if then Wainwright would be six, and then like 
No, actually. Fallout, Jack Morgan 7, Wainwright 8, and then maybe Chunder 6. Or do I put him in a row? Played it two positions. Yeah, not that good, is he? Um, Dependent, like because Basham could play six. I'd like an if he if he's Mm. if he's declared fit, but then he could play eight. Yeah, and I'd like to see him another goal. Just just, just what you'd like to see. Um, Okay, see Basham at eight and what's his name Wainwright at six, and then Jack Morgan at seven, and then see Wainwright and Basham swap accordingly. All right, now then, I, I think Gatlin's going to go Wainwright, Morgan, Basham. I, I, reading between the lines, it looks like Basham's going to be all right. I think he's going to want to see what Wainwright does at six. Morgan needs to play. And I think yep. we want to keep looking for eight replacements. I thought he did right against England. I think Gatlin's going to go Wainwright, I, Morgan, um, Basham. I actually did want to change mine to Basham uh, instead of Plumtree, just because I realized Plumtree's <laughs> played the last two games. Uh and uh, Basham, uh, I thought was great when he came on on Saturday, and I would like to see him uh, start against South Africa. But I would put him at six at so eight. and keep playing right eight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Duly noted. All right, let's quickly go on to the bench then. I think Gatlin's going to go with Harry. Uh, Ed, you started Lake. Who's uh, your replacement? <laughs> Yeah, Parry. How about you, Mikey? D. Okay. Uh, so I think his replacement props are going to be Domachowski and Henry Thomas. Just a just a feeling. I don't. I can't really base so much more on that because everybody's had a bit of game time now. Uh, what about you, boys? Agree. Um, um, Ed, just to remind you, you went. Gareth Thomas and Aserati starting. Yeah, I think uh, I would like to see Henry Thomas again and and Domachowski. So I uh, same as you, those two as replacements. Oh, lovely, the boys is nice, isn't it? Uh, HT, HT. Right then, I'm not gonna. I can keep my powder dry here. Uh, who's your second row replacement? Eh? Uh, Carter. You started uh, Dav Jenkins and Will. Oh Lawrence. no. Uh, we stay this. Okay, Mikey. Reese Davis. I think he's finally going to have a look at Teddy Williams. That would be the game. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he, pro- he promised he's going to have a look at everyone, so. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I think he's gonna have to do it. Like he, like he, he's, he's got to. Yeah. Even if Teddy doesn't want to, he's player. Like you see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Back row cover. Then uh, we all went Basham, Jack, Jack, and Wainwright in in some shape or form. Uh, I think Raffle will be covering. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ed Boy? We lost Ed. Up oh, there he is. Oh. Okay, we may have lost Ed. So, uh... yeah, 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 you're back. You're you're in and out. Wonderful. 
Um, all right, you're starting with Hardy and Bigger. Who are you finishing with? All right, I think Ed's going to be in a doom spiral now where he's here just, yeah, where he's asked us, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was going to happen. So his, his response today wasn't the, the most recent question. It was one of like the several before. Uh, hopefully we'll have him back. In the meantime, Mikey, who are your replacement halfbacks? You are starting with uh, Davis and Anscombe. Sweet, Thomas and Bigger. Yeah, no, I think I agree. Um, any... Any suggestion we might see Costello off the bench? Uh, Not against South Africa. Yeah. Okay, and finally then, who is your backs cover? Um, I'm, who have I picked in the centre? Kim Williams and George, isn't it? Yes. Grady. Okay. Now then, similarly to uh, Teddy Williams... I think he's going to have to give Kai Evans a look. He's in the squad. No. He's promised. He's promised everyone's getting a game. So oh, that's he's dangerous, he's, that is. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, uh, you could, you, you, if they had a fourth game against, like, I don't know, I don't know, Latvia or something, not taking, the, taking mm. anything away from Latvia, of course, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> Kai Evans for me doesn't offer enough. Like you look oh, at that. Of course back, he doesn't. No. Like <laughs> if you look, look, look at look at the back. For example, if, if we take a look at the back line, I've, I've picked to go from sort of like particularly from from twelve out or eleven out. Then, like yeah, you can you can push George to wing. You can push yeah. um, uh, Adams or Zamit to full back. Mm-hmm. If 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 the inevitable with half penny was to happen, fingers crossed, touch wood, you know, put a lucky rabbit's foot up your ass or do whatever, mm-hmm. then. But I think there's there's scope to push, like to put Grady in at either twelve or thirteen, wherever that he needs to fit. So I think you've got yeah. additional with, with having sort of George there, with his wing experience at thirteen. I think you've got scope then to sort of like you know, massage the figures for the one of a better word. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be picking Kai Evans, but if he's going down this route of giving everyone a shot, and then the one person he doesn't yeah. give a game to is Kai. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're going to be pretty uh, fucking yeah. annoyed, really. <laughs> be fizzing, like, and yeah, and, 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 and Evans is going to be... What? What? what, he's, he's, what yeah, he's the boss. What are you doing, <laughs> my boy? Yeah. I know. Right, um, I'm speaking to Eric. Uh, I'm sorry, Eric. I'm speaking to Ed from Spirit World. He's uh, he's going to send me his uh, his the rest of his team here before he shoots off. I think. Um, yeah, well, uh, but before that, Mikey. Uh, yeah, you wanted to shout out our new listeners from Cardiff, no less. I had a bit of a, a dot around, didn't we? Sort of a push in the pod, as it were, on Saturday night. Yeah. After, um, I don't. I don't think. After, I don't think we went out of the intention of. Yeah, of you know, sharing the love, but yeah, we <laughs> no, but yeah, we made some new friends, and uh, if you are listening out there, then uh, welcome. Thanks, like, thanks for the follow. Glad, glad thanks to have for you. Listening. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope it's not a massive disappointment after uh, after the fun night we had. The the the, yeah. the, the intro song had a had rave reviews. It is, yeah. it is professionalism. I mean, it's, it's a shame, really. It's, it's a shame it's at the start of the podcast because you know, people start to tune out after that. Um, 
They were rapidly yeah, downhill from there. <laughs> I know. Um, right, so yes, Ed is Ed's back in touch. Uh, we have Ed's replacement. Well, hang on now. Uh, I think he's going Thomas Williams, bigger, and Johnny Williams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Johnny's is. Um, but he's he's also from Cuthbert and Halfpenny in there, so I, I think he thinks his role in subs. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's also got a shout out to the uh, <laughs> to the Cardiff Lions. There, it's their first yep. pre-season game against Whitchurch uh, pushed them right until the end, but eventually lost out seventeen twenty-two. But I mean, as far as preseason goes against a you know historic old team, that's not bad yeah. going at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, uh, preseason games are a bit of a funny one. Like win lose, you're on the boost. Simple as if you've got to get the boys back together <laughs> and get playing and sort of get the morale back going, like, but um, you can't really tell much because you know, you like I played in plenty of preseason games and you know, you play your, your first team in the first 30, you play your second team in the second 30, and then a wicked mix of the three because you're playing three three halves essentially. It's obviously three thirds, exactly. but in, in rugby speakers, you call it three halves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right and let's get this over and done with uh forbidden love of the week um it's truly forbidden really i, I know i shouldn't mm. celebrate knocks to the head but i did love the luck on farrell's face and i do love oh that it might God. cost him a place at the world cup so he's out to come in yep off i said this since this bunker was introduced like i know he'd be the first one in his first high tackle you did take, actually yeah you, you, you take the option to send him to a yellow card and for a review now i would again had a bit yeah. of a bit of an old patter on on x about this with with some members of the rugby loving community and um one of my other opinions is you know to reduce the the reduce the hr the need for hias is to Every time there's a head knock now or a, a tackle which results in a potential HIA, it's a red card. It's, it's no mitigation. That's how to deal with it. You don't yeah. deal with the HIA thereafter. That's quite backwards, in my opinion. But like going going back to like you know Farrell and all that, like you know he's had it coming. If if, if this bunker had been yeah. introduced ten years ago, he may not still be in the sport. Yeah, no, it's, it's well said, Mikey. Um, I mean, we've been singing. He's got no arms at him on the North Terrace. For oh yeah, many years now. I don't want to say the ref lacked a pair of cojones, but like he had the opportunity, he seen what happened, and there was zero mitigation from yeah. the off. But much much mm. in a similar way with um Freddie Stewart. That was a red card yeah. on Josh yeah. Adams, you know. But all day. Crow, crow, crow we talked about that all night. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I don't know the time or the energy yeah, right now. Totally. Or the cider. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well that's that's late enough for a Monday night, but thanks for your time. Thanks to everybody for yep, listening thank and thanks for dropping in to Ed. Uh, it's been lovely. Shame we didn't go all the way without any gremlins, but uh, I think we did quite well considering. Agreed. Lovely. So uh yeah, we will speak to you next time. Good night and bye bye. Tell I know.